0: Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And we are here in sunny Singapore, as we always are, social distancing still, using Zoom.
1: Forever and ever and ever. This (laughs) seems endless. Oh my God. It's only been five weeks here, right? It's not so bad. Is that what we're up to? Five weeks? Uh, Four weeks official, I think. I think I've been inside for five weeks. You've been inside. You have not left your apartment for five weeks? No, sir, I haven't. There's nothing out there. <laughs> I don't believe it. People say there's stuff out there. I don't believe it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you are the man trapped in his cave from
1: Plato, uh is yeah, just nothing but shadows out there. I've got a couple of ideas, but it's, it's not real. Well, We're it's a distant memory, right? It's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, <laughs> just a dream I had one day, yeah, the outside. Right. It's not. It's not real. no it's not real
0: yeah well in singapore we are here uh, they call it circuit breaker by the way Uh, not a lockdown uh, where we're basically encouraged to stay home as much as conceivably possible Uh, and uh, i am doing much of that the same although i'm not quite the hermit you are i will run out for the occasional errand or take a big walk Uh, but you have to wear a mask
1: I just figured it's not worth it. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not worried about the, the health implications for myself, but I think that removing a vector uh, out of the community spread is is infinitely more useful than going for a walk. Yeah, yeah. So, well, if it, I, I no, get it. Let's put it this way. If everybody stayed in for three weeks, this would be over.
0: Yes, I suppose, right? If they could com- so. completely isolate themselves from everyone else. Of course, yeah. I don't know. I would starve, personally. In, in three weeks' time, but,
1: you know. I would just eat my family. That's, that's <laughs> Eliminating vectors. This is good. I'm pretty sure I can take them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, you know, like, like if, every, if everyone were to do that, then it would be infinitely more easy to get out of this. So I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm just doing my part.
0: Yeah. I had a doctor friend of mine maybe two weeks before the lockdown. Jeez, maybe three. This might have been weeks ago who said, look, if we could all just stay home for two weeks, in his case, then maybe we could yeah, eliminate yeah. this right away. But,
1: but it's very difficult. It's very difficult, apparently. I see people going outside here in the condo, like, every single day, who I'm sure don't need to go outside every single day. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure they can they can arrange for either having their groceries delivered or sending out uh, their domestic helper once a week to get them. I'm pretty sure I don't need to see them outside every day. Um, It's very, I mean, it's apparently it's very, very, very difficult to stay inside. It's just not something we're good at.
0: Well, I, you know, for me, it hasn't been too bad. I have to admit, I occasionally get the itch, and like I said, I took that big walk. Uh, I'm probably doing that once a week. But otherwise, yeah, I'm trying to follow the spirit of the law and stay in. I mask up, which, of course, apparently that's hard. People are struggling with wearing masks.
1: (laughs) I saw some video footage out of the U.S., some woman who cut a hole in her mask to make it easier to breathe. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I'll have to look that one up. Well, she's clearly well, gotten works. the message.
0: She's she's captured. Yeah, that the does make it. It, it yeah. does
1: make it much easier to breathe. I agree. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, here in but Singapore. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. I was just saying, like everybody's everybody here in Singapore. They've just announced that uh, some s- some shops are opening up. So hairdressers are opening up this week. Uh, it's once again uh, possible to go for a walk in, in the condo or go running inside on the condo grounds uh, but apparently I, I have the impression that people take that as as meaning that they can now go outside and that everything will soon be over mm. and of course other countries in europe and in the us for also but for different reasons and under different circumstances everybody's preparing for uh, for the great reopening um and apparently i've seen some footage some friends sent me some footage out of Paris just enormous amounts of people just outside just kids playing people having fun um it's it seems tremendously difficult to to have people stay inside for for long periods of time it's just not something where we're we're made to do I guess we're just bad at it
0: are the crowds of people wearing masks or are they just full on like it always used to be
1: oh just almost like it used to be yeah hmm
0: Well, in the U.S., we've had beaches open up like that, of course, in different places. Um, And famously in the U.S., we've had these protests, which are frankly egged on for political purposes. Uh, The most famous one being in Michigan, where guys showed up with machine guns to protest the lockdowns there. Um, But yeah, people are, are not handling the lockdown well. No, it depends on your circumstances, so, right, though? I mean, this is a very personal thing, actually, because some people can't stand to live together, right? <laughs> they, they can't stand their spouses. We've had increases of spousal abuse in some cases. Um, some kids like to go out more. Mine, for example, don't care. But I imagine other people have kids that just want to be out and active. So I think the reaction to the lockdown is highly individual.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's highly individual, and and but I wonder though, is is this have we reached the limit of what we can ask people to do?
0: Hmm. In what is, way? What do you mean? Do
1: do we have no no choice but to open up now? Because I see like oh. <laughs> like in countries everywhere, people are just protesting, right? They're just yeah, they've had it. They've had enough. They're starting to put their individual liberty uh, above the public health interests.
0: Yeah. Well, so and of course, is this let's, it.
1: Let's well,
0: uh, seemingly. Right. Um, But, you know, what the funny thing is, is it didn't really have to be this way because we have successful examples in the world like South Korea and other places that did not go on quite as extreme of a lockdown, but did other social distancing measures. So like they very quickly started staying away from one another. They masked up everywhere they went. Uh, Hong Kong did not shut down to the degree to which other countries did and Singapore did. Uh, so it can be done with less of a lockdown, but you need to then get serious as an individual about the social distancing measures. And so it's like pick your poison, okay? The worst possible outcome is you do neither one. Then we're going to have thousands more deaths than we otherwise might. And So
1: that's the U.S. pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the no, US. seriously though, because, it, it is be, be, yes because the be, because the lockdown was was half-assed, right? Yep, at best, yep. and now everybody's just reopening because otherwise the entire economy will be gone. Uh, yeah. What's the latest numbers? Thirty million unemployed. Uh, so we're reaching twenty percent. Over people have applied. So we're over twenty percent, right? Yeah, we're over twenty percent unemployment, which is just massive. So, uh, up to what extent could the U.S. Remain on lockdown. Well, isn't that true of all of the economies of the world, though? I
0: mean, everybody's facing that dilemma.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. At what time do you just... And
0: I actually think that's a serious trade-off. I don't think we can ignore the fact that the economy will collapse if we don't try to bring back any kind of economic activity whatsoever. The question for me is how serious are... Political leaders and business leaders and individuals again, getting about the social distancing measures that are required. Uh, certainly, on the political level, in most of the U.S., we don't see any seriousness about it whatsoever. It's just get it open, and we'll deal with the fallout later. Uh, and individually, are we seeing much seriousness? You know, those those um, protests that I referenced earlier—they get very. The polling on them is very low. People do not agree. With those protests, and there's other polling showing that people are not going to rush back out either. They're going to be very wary of getting things restarted. So it's something that's getting talked about a lot: is how the economy and the public health uh, situation mm. are not mutually exclusive, because people are not going to decide to endanger themselves.
1: Um, so I saw this thing on the, uh, on the Instagram of the stand-up comedian that I that I like and follow, uh, Ted Alexandra, I think, uh, where he posted uh, the people with uh, the people hiding in their second and third houses would like you to open up the economy <laughs> and go back to your second and third job. <laughs> that is quite good. That is quite which good. which I thought was pretty spot on, right? Yeah. So who's gonna get hit? the most by, by, by this reopening. The people that need to go outside, right? The people running the factories, the people running restaurants with bosses telling them that they don't need to wear PPE because it right. scares the customers, right? Uh, people that are running two to three jobs and have no unemployment and have no health health benefits if they don't work. I mean, these are the people that are going to go down, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and the hell of it is is now they're getting called essential workers, Right. So right. in previous recessions, all of this same stuff would be true. The lower you are on the income scale, the more you're screwed. And the higher you are you are on the income scale, the more you can avoid all of these troubles, right? But now we're calling these people essential workers. Okay, well, right. if they're essential, then they damn well deserve to be safe, <laughs> well paid, right? No, no, they're heroes. Ah uh, yes, so they all chose this. Heroes don't complain, right? Right, and don't deserve any special treatment because they're humble and good.
1: Right, exactly. So I find that I, I find it very, I find it all very scary. I think the, I think if anything, there's going to be a massive class difference in terms of in 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 terms of health impacts. It's just going to be massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, the elite will probably fare much better. Uh, yeah. They will be able to social distance. They will be able to not go yeah. out. They will be able to live in the new normal while the working class just, you know, slaves away. Well, and Putting the their US, lives on there's line every huge day.
0: racial disparities as well. Um, I followed the US yeah. situation on that more than elsewhere. Maybe it's true in Europe as well, but enormous racial disparities. Um, blacks dying at a much higher rate, getting sick at a much higher rate, than white populations, so all of the typical social maladies that we have um, in crisis just get magnified,
1: and we're, yeah, we're seeing all again. Same but is true. Same is true in Europe. Yeah, it's universally true. I think. Yeah,
0: but like you say, we call them heroes, and hey, yeah, hey, <laughs> and we go out and we do <laughs> clapping. You have you done that here in Singapore and other cities across the world? People are going out and they're clapping for the healthcare workers, right? Which is good. Right. I don't mean to completely slam it, but pay them more. <laughs> pay them hazard Send pay. them PPE,
1: right? Yeah, do yeah, something. You, right?
0: right, get them PPE, right? <laughs>
1: <Just>. <laughs> well, uh, so I have a few friends who are medical doctors. Uh, and one of them actually posted on, uh, on Instagram, I think. Thanks for the applause. I'd much rather have PPE. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even so. perceptions
0: of that are warped by politics uh there was a viral video clip that came out i think yesterday where um, trump was basically pushing back he invited a group of nurses and doctors from across the country into the oval office and they were just having a little press availability and this one woman spoke up and said you know look at different times we didn't have what we needed you know but eventually we got some things we needed but at times it was spotty and um you know I think the implication was we should do something about that. And Trump pushed back and said, well, that's not everybody's story. Not everyone saw that. And sure enough, to this nurse's left was another nurse who said, I never saw any of that. I never saw any of that. I think things have been great. <laughs>
1: that's just, that's just, an, just a disgrace. So I, I, it's I, just I, a, how this is being politicized in the United States is a disgrace. And I, I, and I, I find it particularly shocking Um to see how aggressively they're now pursuing the the china viral lab mm. <laughs> hypothesis to find in in an effort clearly to find someone to blame and to and and and, and to just completely it's just got uh, who cares right if it comes from a lab or if it comes from just from from a bat it doesn't matter right he's still fucked up trump's still fucked up yeah yeah. Right. What was he doing when when Italy was on fire? Right? Yeah. Right. It, right. it doesn't matter. It it just it, well, it literally While well, Wuhan doesn't matter. was on fire. Right? I mean Yeah. <laughs> like, oh they didn't tell us what was going on. You think they locked down their entire economy for fun? Right. You think that's what happened? Like I like how come like every right minded individual here in Southeast Asia on the ground knew that something bad was happening, but the president of the United States did not. Well, because, that, oh, he didn't have the official numbers. Come on. Seriously? Come on. The official numbers, meaning for like from China, about what, yeah. what was happening yeah, in, yeah, Wuhan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Hubei. They were lying about yeah. the numbers. All right, but they were boarding people into their homes. Yeah, welding them in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Passing food through, yeah. Well, was no, that too subtle a message?
0: Well, you know, but there's two dimensions to this. There's the international leadership contest message. And then there's the domestic politics message. And just on the domestic politics message, I mean, obviously, he's running for reelection and he needs someone to blame. Right. So, um, you know, first, he has a two pronged message. You know, my coronavirus response was perfect. And China is why I fucked it up. And somehow it's he's an going to put those together, right? That I, I did everything perfectly, no, I
1: mean, just, but China's to blame. <laughs> so, but this is the stuff that wars are made out of. Oh, yeah. That's where we're headed. Right? Giant economic pressure, right? Giant yeah. unemployment, giant debt, right? Inflationary policy is not going to get you out of the, the debt this time, right? So what are you going to do?
0: Just vaporize assets.
1: This is what this is the stuff that wars are made from. It, yeah. It, it, and it's I find it unbelievably shocking that he is getting away with this in the public arena, in 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 the public opinion of the, in the United States. There, there. I mean, I run into people online, thank God, who <laughs> who agree with this every single day. Yeah.
0: Well, he still enjoys substantial support.
1: Yeah. And and this yeah, hasn't. people appear brainwashed. H- it's not even a matter of support. People yeah. appear completely brainwashed. Completely yeah. brainwashed. It's.
0: Yeah, it's well, you know, okay, so it kills me to say this, but to be fair, so the leaders in Europe didn't wake up either, right? So they all got caught flat-footed, too. So Italy, Spain, UK, France, they, they all got hit pretty bad. Germany got hit bad, too, but seemed to moderate it somehow that I don't quite understand yet. So they, everybody was busy ignoring it. Now, of course, Trump is the most egregious example, because you can make arguments about february but over the course of february into march no look everybody knew what was going on and he was too busy denying it denying it denying it denying it downplaying 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 and he should have been preparing so yeah. i am I'm, I'm less caught up on the degree to which leaders in europe were caught flat-footed but i don't think they were in quite the denial mode right just na 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 nah, fingers in ears that he was No, doing. no,
1: no, no, no. I th- I, th- I, think there was some denial at first because because it's very difficult to predict the seriousness of these things, right? Yes. So it's actually quite hard uh, to see up to what point you have to take extreme measures, such as destroying your economy. Right. right? I mean, that's a very hard trick. That thank God we're not the ones making these decisions, right? That's a very difficult yeah. decision to make. It's a, it's a rough trigger to pull, right? If you're too trigger happy, you're just going to destroy your country. Um, and I think we were caught a little bit off guard. We were taking, but, but again, this was early days, right? And, and as a consequence of that, many countries did uh, proceed to preventive lockdowns, and the U.S. could have. Right, yes. but they were just—they were too busy denying it and too busy blaming Europe initially, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the initial outbreak was Europe's fault, right? Right. And then now it's all China's fault. But right. but I would much rather hear about what it is that he's actually doing to help the American people.
0: Uh, oh, he's just—he's going to reopen the economy. That—that that was his right. other little thing. Is he threw it off to the governors first of all? He said. I'm not responsible. Well, first he said, I'm responsible for everything. Then he said, I'm not responsible for anything. And then he kept putting it off on the governors, and governors were left on their own to make decisions about lockdowns and to choose whether to, how to acquire PPE, right? So mm-hmm. in some ways, it's a very conservative thing to say in the U.S. context, thank God for federalism. Because if he was a true centrally controlled president, the whole right, right, right. country would have been completely fucked. Whereas governors had the authority to make decisions for their states. And a couple of times, you know, he would say, you know, I can order this, order that, or I've got recommendations. But that's all they were, were recommendations. He could not tell the governors to stop. He doesn't have the power. And thank God, because at least it blunted it to the degree that we've got at this point. Yeah, thank God. And, you know, Europe has a very similar sort of thing. I mean, imagine a centralized control saying nope we're not doing any right, european yeah, yeah absolutely locked absolutely um so the quote unquote federalism of europe and the federalism that exists in the u.s actually worked to the advantage because yeah. the wrong people were in the right place
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so but we're reopening right this is happening yeah it's happening clearly clearly this is happening so we're, we're moving towards the new normal right yeah what yeah. in what what in the Netherlands we started calling the the two meter society.
0: Oh interesting. Huh.
1: Right? Say that in Dutch. Um, uh actually in Dutch it's one and a half meters, but it translates better. On the half meter samenleving. Okay. That's one and a half meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's so this is the new normal, right? Shit. Yeah. How this is gonna take this is gonna take a minute. This, what do you is, mean? this is not, not going to be over soon, Oh, All right? <laughs> yeah, it
0: is the new normal. Um, and the other part of this new normal um, is huge hospital capacity and lots of sick people and lots of deaths.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. the current projections in the U.S., we have a run rate right now of about 2,000 deaths per day. Um, with reopening, that's expected to go up by 50%. So we'll get 3,000 deaths per day um, for the foreseeable future, right? Next few weeks, a right. couple of months. Um, and that seems to be a price that our political leaders seem to be willing to pay and um, quite possibly Americans. So
1: that's going to go up, right?
0: Well, the current projections are 3,000 a day.
1: Three? And, but it could go higher.
0: A day, three thousand deaths
1: a day. So if, not so cases. If, you, if you project that on a, on a uh, <laughs> so if that lasts five years, right? If you compare it to World War Two, well, there aren't that
0: there aren't that many people to kill,
1: right? Yeah, you've got, you've got like a genocide. Right? I mean, it's even, unbelievable.
0: even diseases scale get of tired is at some point.
1: It's just enough.
0: God, you're making it too That's easy. Enough already.
1: Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's just unbelievable the scale the scale the sheer scale of the suffering is i don't quite understand how people overlook this and downplay it i i have but a hard again, time how understanding do you balance this
0: we cannot have a great depression too, right I, you talk about scary Throw a global pandemic on top of global
1: depression I, look i don't know what the balancing point i get is. it i get it but but i would like to see more out-of-the-box thinking that mm. goes a little bit further than we're gonna reopen <laughs> yeah
0: well or anything right, any like thinking,
1: right? <laughs> the, the, yeah any thinking this strikes me as really really not very nuanced right mm. okay we're gonna reopen everybody's gonna die it's gonna be awesome we're <laughs> gonna make America great again. Yeah. Well, like twenty, the twenty-five billionaires that are left. Like it, like it's not a ve- like. What are they doing to redeploy people that come from from industries where everybody has lost their job to somehow assist in essential services? Right. Yeah. What are they doing to? To make sure that, that 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 businesses in certain types of verticals are applying the right guidelines, right? What are they doing to scale up PPE production? What are they doing to make sure that every single citizen always wears a mask? What are they doing to ramp up testing? Where are the numbers on that, right? How are yeah. they decentralizing testing? How are they, I mean, it is just and and all of this contact is just Contact tracing efforts, contact tracing efforts, just all of it is just completely just just ignored and and and. All I hear is we need to reopen. There's a bunch of guys with machine guns uh, <laughs> s- s- standing in front of town hall because they want the economy to reopen. Yeah, it's 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 just unbelievable. And and the reason I'm particularly upset about this in, in the U.S. context is because I feel that you guys are really, really, really the ones messing up here. At mm. least in Europe, we're having these debates, right? At least in Europe, we're trying to come up with what it means to live in this new society right what the new social contract will look like what what how we're going to make sure that people can safely return to work and what sectors and 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 who can return to work now and who can return to work next year and what kinds of things might have to be put on hold indefinitely and i hear none of those discussions coming out of the us it's a very binary reopen or stay closed kind of conversation it's a it, it's a very bipartisan conversation and it's just yeah it's just depressing it's completely depressing to me
0: yeah and i i can't disagree i'm i i have looked for those kinds of comprehensive plans myself um i'm from the midwest i'm following three states in particular in a mere seven weeks i will be back and living in illinois um and i also follow michigan and ohio um, i'll come and visit in
1: in in 2030 man don't worry
0: (laughs) uh the the revolution will be over by then so right right and bernie sanders president bernie sanders for life will be (laughs) right exactly (laughs) uh will be standing there with his health care um saying here everybody um, no, nah, I'm a Sanders supporter, but I'll, I'll. You're absolutely right. The I've seen I paid attention particularly to those three plans. So each of those governors, just in the last couple of days, put out three plans and said, "Here's the phased approach that we have to do." And admittedly, I didn't go and read some what I don't know, maybe a 50-page white paper behind it. But the conversation does not take place like that. You're absolutely right. It's like, okay, this is the new normal. How do we live safely within it? There in those detailed conversations, just to recap it again, you've got to find everybody. So you need scaled up widespread testing. Uh, if someone is found out to be sick, you need to be trace who they got in touch with. And maybe that requires software on your phone, right? To see where you were or getting data from your cellular provider. You need dedicated quarantine facilities put in place. You need overall ramped up hospital capacity. You do need everyone's social distancing and yes, wearing masks. And if you don't have a plan for any of that, you're absolutely right. We're essentially just going to let the fire burn over us.
1: Burn over to lower and the middle class. Yes. Because this is is a class issue.
0: You know, but uh, yes, and perhaps some view it that way. And of course, if they are viewing it that way, they're stupid because uh, just today, yesterday, Uh, one of the top valets to President Trump in the White House got diagnosed with it. Right. Now, he got tested negative, and so did Pence. But this goes everywhere, everywhere. Now, while the the impact will be disproportionately, yes, on lower classes and people of color, it will go everywhere. And if you are an upper-middle class or upper-class person swimming in a soup, Of this stuff, you're just raising your chances of getting
1: infected.
0: You can't dodge it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. There's no escaping.
0: There's no escaping.
1: Even though there's better, you have better chance of isolating. Right. Right. The most famous
0: one was David Geffen. Did you see that? uh, No. On Instagram or Twitter or something a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He sent out a picture of either his private island or some island Uh, where he had parked his yacht and he had used a drone to clearly fly up and said something like, be safe, everybody, isolate. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like you you cannot be that out of touch. Really? I mean, but you can because by God, he posted it. I mean, it's like something you'd see on a joke website, but he actually posted it.
1: Yeah, wow. That's that's <laughs> amazing. That's amazing, right? <laughs> it's that's amazing. Startling. And, and and just to think that there's no difference in I mean, so I've so I've a I have some friends who are living in some of the poorest neighborhoods of Paris. Mm. Um where people are basically not staying at home because they cannot, right? Oh, right. So they might be living, I don't know, like between 10 and 15 people (laughs) in one apartment, right? So these are situations where where kids very often to do their homework would go outside and sit in the staircase or go outside and try to do it there just to find a quiet place or have a quiet moment to work on their homework if they're working on it at all, right? So there's no way for them to stay at home and to safe distance, so people are just outside, right? And the cops aren't really doing anything because quite frankly, they're scared The cops are scared. Oh yeah, 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 Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they'll get killed. (laughs) Wow! These are ghettos, right? These are these are not these are not nice neighborhoods. So there have been a couple of incidents where where cops got shot at with fireworks and heavy fireworks and explosives. See, this script is flipped in the United States. Molotov cocktails and stuff like that. Yeah, Holy shit! shit. Molotov, Molotov cocktails. Uh, yeah, those oh, are really easy to make. You take some rum, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 then I have a bunch of friends. <laughs> yeah, we're who are, not going to give away
0: uh, weapons no. secrets on this podcast.
1: <laughs> we're obviously privileged, right? And yes. and we've used the opportunity to you know to to go to their private properties in the in the countryside and to I- isolate with a small group of friends and just you know have a have a great old time, right? Living in uh, what's basically a castle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fitting Um, though right it's totally fitting right so i mean these problems exist everywhere even in france right which is a much more egalitarian country than than the united states but but the way in which you experience the lockdown and the way in which people will experience the new normal is going to be massively different depending on what class you belong to i mean even if i just look at At myself, at my own situation, right? Both me and my wife, we basically, we never have to leave our homes, right? Yeah. It's the same for us. Right? Our work is just, our work can be done from home, right? Uh, And there you go, right? And And you get your
0: deliveries of food from the delivery guys, because there's grocery delivery here in Singapore. Yeah. But they're going to everybody's houses. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Right? Um,
1: so it's yeah class issues
0: always matter but how would you fix it right so what would we do in this specific pandemic situation to fix so for me the question is what are we going to
1: what are we going to do about the inequality that's getting bigger because of this right because the rich have become significantly richer Mm -hmm. because of this crisis and they're going to become significantly richer because of this crisis right Uh, because uh, some companies are doing really 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 well right well, uh, the and, then have, yeah, and then you have, yeah. Then you
0: have like um, central banks pushing right. really hard to bring up asset prices, right. aka exactly. the stock market. Yeah. yeah so exactly. the stock market is buoying back up, right? Which is Which
1: completely f- disconnected, right, from the right. experience of the average American, for example, right, right? Who is basically unemployed at this point, or close to unemployment, yep. uh, close to being without health care, right? In a, in, oh, if you in, lose in your in
0: employer-sponsored health
1: care, you're done. Yeah. In an economics, in an economic context where there's not going to be another job, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens? Do we find a way to redistribute the cards somehow to 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 deal the the cards differently? Yes or no? Uh, and in what kind of and and in what kind of context is this going to take place? Is, are, are we going to rebound? Is it going to be like a V-shaped recovery, which some people are still hoping for, which I think is getting increasingly unlikely? Right. Uh, or is this going to be a, a, a longer-term recession? Um, and depending on which variable, you know, which outcome you choose, there's going to be drastically different scenarios.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the V-shaped. I think even if we do get a V-shaped, it's going to rebound to a lower plane,
1: right? Yeah. So let's say. So let's say we don't redistribute the cards, and, and, and we have a. a a a V-shape-ish kind of rebound, right? So we're just gonna, basically we're gonna restart, right? We're gonna do the same thing as we did before, but with greater inequality. Yeah. That's one of the scenarios.
0: And a lot of dead people,
1: yeah. And a lot of dead people, yeah, and a lot of dead people. people. Right. Or we have the same level of greater inequality and we don't recover.
0: Yeah. Well, the not recovery is quite possible. Uh, We saw extremely, at least in the U.S. context, extremely slow economic recovery out of um, the two prior recessions, uh, the 2000-2001 era, the financial crisis, 2008-2009. It took forever for people to recover, both in terms of their jobs and their wages, out of both of those recessions. And those, when you look at some of the charts in terms of unemployment and things, those were like molehills. This thing is off the charts. Off the charts. Any kind of snapback recovery, um, I don't know. But you know, it's right. So it's conceivable, right? Because why did the economy blow up? The economy blew up because everybody was told specifically to stay home. So they were trapped, right? So the economy had to shut down. Now, if everybody went back to exactly what they were doing before, outside of maybe the oil industry that has seen this kind of separate collapse, you can see the economy snapping right back to where it was. But things, the pandemic and the economy were never delinked, right? Fewer people are going to take cruises. Fewer people are going to get on planes. Fewer people are going to go out to eat. All kinds of things that had a certain level are going to be lower. And that just is going to shrink the economy everywhere. This is global. Everybody's going to be yeah, making the same decisions. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's not like one country is making these decisions and another isn't. Globally. So well, there, I, yeah. there will be a global contraction. Um, and so the giant reserved army of the unemployed um, Somehow, will have to be cared for in the long term, and mostly through social policy. We're going to need some sort of income replacement schemes or something to keep people going. And in the U.S. context, we're going to have to have some sort of universal healthcare system uh, because we have an employment-based healthcare system for the most part, and everyone's losing their job <laughs> during a pandemic. So we're going to need some sort of universal health care. We're going to need some sort of income supports. Uh, I don't necessarily know what this means in other large economies like China. Uh, I know Europe already has a lot of these tools. Um, It's just a matter of whether they choose to take on the national debt to do it. Um, And then other parts of the world are just going to be devastated. Uh, But these are bleak times. I mean... You know, and then as you already pointed to, you know, the I mentioned earlier there was a geopolitical element to that blame China thing, and the domestic element, I talked about the domestical, domestic element, but the geopolitical one is the rising power of China, and right. we have an administration in the U.S. that is flipping out about that. Now, I, I agree that it's an issue that we have to take seriously, we're coming up to a hegemonic change, but doing just that just blaming them and confrontation you're right it's a prescription for war uh and we we need a different approach but you know it sure takes the shine off of a of a growing hegemon when they you know have infected the whole world (laughs) so it's hard to be a global leader when you've infected the whole world regardless of the fiction that it
1: came out of a lab you don't agree well no i mean this could have started i mean okay so it's a coronavirus and and it came from china right all right Mm -hmm. cool it doesn't it doesn't change anything that's just the kind of thing that happens right and it's not like we Mm -hmm. haven't been talking about it right it's it's not like nobody saw it coming right i think it's much more difficult to be a to be a global leader if you just if you just don't prepare for these things at all and just let all of your citizens die because you're such a
0: you don't think that's leadership
1: such an incompetent fool <laughs> i think it's uh i mean honestly i think china is gonna it's i i i don't think the mind share for the american narrative on a global level is uh is very big at all people are at mm. least here in the region people are not appreciative of of the kind of, of of the kind of narrative coming out of the u.s
0: yeah yeah and in part if you're speaking of, of Asia and Southeast Asia, yeah, in part because it's unrealistic, right? They can't ignore yeah. China. They, they can't just be belligerent with China. They need a cooperative relationship here. It's a I'll giant, say. powerful country to their north, and they need to be friends with everybody. So they can't just accept this us versus them mentality. It, it doesn't work for them. Yeah, also, because U- that
1: mentality it, it doesn't translate to Asia. It just hmm. it, it, in what way that mentality of of, of of China being this big, evil villain, right? Mm-hmm. Who is who, who is just against everyone else? Is it a narrative that holds true here? It's just not true. Right. Well, there's cultural it's, it's connections. There's cultural affinities. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, But I mean, like, it's a it, it's one way of looking at a. One way of looking at the international policy uh, of the CCP in a very biased way, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just even in Europe the narrative doesn't hold up. Even in Europe, we're not really sensitive to that, right? We're okay, hmm. so we sort of like the US, but come on! I mean, clearly you're just you're just f- making this up, right? Now you're just, and now it's all China's fault, and China is 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 exclusively evil, right? Come on! Yes, right, right. Like, right. Nobody, n- nobody's buying it, right? Nobody's yeah. buying it. So, I don't don't see – I mean.
0: So, you know, this raises a funny issue for me. So, um, I clearly am not a Trump supporter. Um, I didn't vote for him. I won't vote for him. Uh, Most Americans did not vote for him. (laughs) He lost the popular (laughs) vote, right? So, but countries get lumped in by who their leader is, right? So, now, all of a sudden, all of America is Trump. And every pronouncement and every tweet that Trumps make is makes is America. And that's just not true. So uh, the analogy I would make is, "China is the CCP. No, right. That's not true. not true. Yeah. I, I actually find the Chinese people to be a lot like Americans, to be honest. I don't know gobs and gobs of Chinese people, but I think they share a lot of the same traits as people. But the government is very different right and i'm not one to particularly trust the ccp but the ccp has also brought order to that country has kept it stable has delivered for hundreds of millions of its citizens right has delivered economic growth so yes these things are not easy to tease out but i in the same way that i'm very careful to say the people and the businesses and the economic activities and the ideas of China are not always necessarily the CCP. People need to not look at the United States and say, you're all Trump because it's, it's just not true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're not just Trump. He's
0: high profile though. I'll, I'll grant you that. I mean, well, Biden's in a
1: basement. Oh gosh, let's not go there. Let's save <laughs> that for next time. <laughs> I got to get out of here soon. Next time. Okay.
0: All right, well, this was fun. Thanks, Nikolai. Oh, some good news? Um, oh, good news. Yeah, because we've got to have some good news. So if you've, if you've got just have yeah, got some two good news. Did you hear
1: about the, this Kenyan scientist who discovered like this natural microbe that completely stops malaria and mosquitoes? Nice. Nice, Oh, I like right? that.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got a piece of good news. Uh, there was uh, some news this week that they are testing antibodies... ...in an animal because those antibodies might be very helpful in fighting COVID-19. That animal? The llama. The The llama.
1: Oh, talking about llamas, I've got one. Need a llama on your next Zoom call? I'm reading this of the Good News Network on (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) I do. And I think this is the the bestestest good news of this week. (laughs) The new Goat to Meeting service lets farm animals make cameo appearances to support their animal shelter. So if you want a farm animal to do a cameo appearance on your Zoom call, you should definitely check out Goat to Meeting. <laughs> All
0: right. I am I am digging up a goat for our
1: next recording. I am. I am. Let's see if we can get one. Let's do it. I will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, Nikolai. Uh, and take care, everybody. Take care. Talk soon.